Okay, congratulations. You've gotten all your forms together. You know what SEC section you're going under. I'm going to assume that you're going to be doing a 506C uh, for this module. And the reason for that is we're talking about marketing the, uh, the investment opportunity that you have. How do you put it out there? You're going to do a lot more marketing in the context of a 506C than a 506B. It's not to say you don't market in 506B, but when I use the word market and I'm talking about 506B, I'm really just talking about how do you have the pitch between you and the contacts that you already have, that are already established, those pre-existing relationships. Remember, we cannot market out to the external world in a 506B. We cannot take money from unaccredited investors in, um, and market out in that context if you're doing a 506B. It has to be only to people that you have a pre-existing business relationship with. So I'm making the assumption here that you're going to be doing a 506C, but if you're doing a 506B, still pay attention because we're talking about some general things which are important, like accredited investors, who they are, what they are. You still need to know that because you can only have up to 35 unaccredited investors and the rest of them, you can have an unlimited amount of accredited investors. And then for the, um, we're also going to talk about how you pitch it itself and how do you frame that investment. So let's go ahead and get started. All right, so let's go ahead and get started in this module on marketing the investment itself. So first off, let's have a conversation about accredited investors, because they're the people that you are marketing to primarily. We're talking again about 506C, uh, because in that, that point, we are only able to take money uh, from people who are accredited investors. So for an, to someone to be an accredited investor, there is they really have to meet uh, one of, say, really three criteria that we normally encounter. So the first criteria is their uh, income level. That income level is needs to be either $200,000 if we're relying just on one person's income. So they need to be making more than $200,000 of taxable income in order to meet that level or they need to be making $300,000 if we're using the income of a spouse as well. So over $300,000, and again, this isn't your, your net income that uh, before expenses on your taxes if you've got your own business. We're talking about this is your actual taxable income. That's what matters here. So taxable income needs to be of that level. So. The other test is what is the uh, the wealth level of the uh, of the investor? Or to become an accredited investor, it needs to be over one million dollars. Now, in what we what do we count as that as going towards that? We do not count the personal residence of the investor. Now, that is a huge amount of wealth that is not being counted, but it doesn't still exclude the personal residents from what we have to do to make sure that they're there. So for example, if Bob Smith has a, uh, a net income or, or a personal wealth of 
$200,000. So Bob has that money, $1.2 million. It's in cash in his checking account. Does that mean he is an accredited investor? Maybe, maybe not. So that's where personal residence comes into play. So if the personal residence is, uh, it, it, let's say he owns a home that's present value is $800,000. So it's an $800,000 uh, home uh, that's on the market, but you know, he bought it right before the market crashed and he bought it for $1.1 million. So that property is underwater $300,000, which we subtract out of his personal wealth, which remember was 1.2 million. Now his personal wealth is $900,000. He is not an accredited investor. So that's why it matters. Oh, the third category is the SEC now allows accredited investors to be people who have a securities license. Uh, and so those people can be considered accredited investors as well. So that is how we determine who is an accredited investor, because those are the people that we're selling to. So the second thing I wanted to talk about is uh, how do we put ourselves forward. Now we talked a little bit before about uh, marketing to investors, but we want to make sure that our branding really is in place, right? I want somebody when they look me up to see, wow, this guy's the real deal. So that does mean that we need to have a good website, maybe a sales funnel, things like that, in order to make it clear that we've got a good, uh, a good presence and we know what we're doing. Let's go ahead and Look at the whiteboard real quick because you heard me use the term sales funnel. I want to say, uh, describe exactly what I'm talking about here. And it doesn't really matter when I'm talking sales funnel or website, the same functionality should be there for your investors. So you've got a, a location on the internet and here's your logo and you've got an about us and you've got a investments, whatever, you know, that's your menu bar. And then if you look at a huge number of websites, mine included, we've got like a video or something here. And then we've got a whole bunch of information here. And then up here, this is what you really should think about having. Now this you would only do in a 506C. Do not do this if you have a 506B. You do not want to be putting on the internet that this is even something that somebody could even think about investing in because that will get you in trouble guaranteed. You will get caught, you will be in trouble. This is in violation of that exception uh, and it will not go well for you. So. For 506C though, I want to capture the name and the email, maybe the phone, right? So it's what this is, is a lead capture form. I want to know if people are interested in investing. And so putting something like this on your website is really, really helpful. It's not, you may not get a lot of traffic through there, but you certainly will look like you are ready and you're doing business the right way when people do look you up and see you there. So having this kind of presence on the internet is important.
so that's one of the things in terms of marketing. So again, not critical in terms of actually using this to find investors, just like I talked about in the finding investor piece. The reality is you're not going to be finding a lot of investors by just putting something on the internet. It's not going to happen. Uh, I've said that time and time again, the people who are marketing that way out there are doing a great disservice to the people who are wanting to get started in syndication. It's setting unrealistic expectations that does not happen. Um, so, um, now, You've identified this group of people, they're accredited investors that you, th you think they're accredited investors. How do we actually pitch this deal? Now, part of what we do is we put together a pitch deck and we go through um, and that's there. It's just like if you're a real estate agent doing a listing presentation, it's very similar in terms of what that looks like. But I would pose to you that it's difficult to get an investor to just give you money, uh, a lot of money, in with just a listing presentation. The conversation needs to change. So they've said that they're interested, but to get them from interested to red hot, ready to buy, uh, you know, ready to invest, excited to do this, it's a lot more difficult than just you know, putting together just a simple thing. Or is it more difficult? That I wanna ask you. It's definitely difficult if you're doing it the way that you think you should. If, or if you're doing it the way that some other gurus tell you to do it. If you do it by just talking to them about how great the deal is, you're missing the boat. Because somebody isn't going to make that leap in their mental head from interested to ready to invest. Now, why is that? Well, first off, investors are tend to be rather conservative about how who they give their money to. They don't have $250,000 to invest because they just give it out willy-nilly. They need to be really kind of convinced and persuaded that this is something that's worthwhile for them to do. And in order for them to make that leap, they need to do first Make sure that they understand the deal. So they need to understand it. So that's part of the conversation. But then they need to have an emotional change that takes place. When you do a listing presentation, you are going at it directly on a logical basis. If you look at it in this frame, you've got this little bit here is the logical decision-making process. The reality is the iceberg is ginormous. And this is the emotional part. I would suggest to you, and a lot of people agree with me, that we make our decisions with emotion and then we check with our rational side in order to make sure that we may are making a good decision. So you need to, yes, you need to talk about the, uh, the rational side, but you need to make a, ha, create an emotional shift in your investor. Now, how do we do that? It is not by using a listing presentation style of 
well, you're going to be able to get a 17% return annualized over this property by investing $250,000 with me divided into $1,000 shares. We're going to have a five-year hold and we're estimating a... No, 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 no. No way is anybody going to invest in that. It's awful. Uh, so we have to come to this person to where they're at. This person exists in the world in their own head, right? So this person has emotions, they have a backstory, they have everything that takes place about themselves. They have a lens through which they see the entire world. And this person has feelings. This person has emotions and this person has problems. Problems here so we don't forget. Problems. People make emotional decisions because they have problems and they want answers to those problems. They want a resolution to it. They start off with a problem here, right? They're here on this basis with a problem. They have no idea how to cross this chasm and get to the promised land over here, oops, where that problem is resolved. There is a pit here that needs to be navigated. So you may be asking yourself, the guy's got $250,000, a million dollars to invest. What kind of problems does he have that relate to what I do? I mean, I'm certainly not talking about the problems in his marriage or the problems with his kids or the problems that we have about the, you know, whoever's in the White House or not in the White House or whatnot. We're not talking about those, right? So the answer is no, we're not talking about this. But this guy has particular problems that you can solve. For example, one problem that many people have is diversity in what they're invested in. They may have all of their money in stocks, and that is just not a proper way to do a, a, uh, an, a portfolio of assets. Or they have all of their money, even worse, in their company stock all of their money sitting in their company stock, and if their company goes bankrupt, they are screwed. So diversity is a real problem, is that they're not diverse. It's all concentrated in one asset type, and that is most people are, are concentrated in just one asset type, or they're just concentrated in non-alternative investments. So real estate is considered an alternative investment. They've got all their money in stocks, bonds, um, maybe some futures and commodities, and that is it. But what we are offering is to actually diversify into another asset class, which is real estate, and real estate is a great asset, which leads us to they want to invest in real estate, but they may not have the $5 million to invest in the property that you're syndicating. They don't have $5 million. And if they did have $5 million and they wanted to invest all of that money, they also now, they're suddenly not diverse, right? Now all their money is in that one property's basket. So they've got a problem that they want to get in, but they also can't get in the way they want to. 
or maybe they don't have time. They just don't have time to manage a property or they don't have time in order to find a good property to invest in. Maybe they're very concerned about inflation. Uh, real estate is an excellent uh, hedge on inflation because you're using today's money in order to make money at tomorrow's rental rates. So it's a great hedge on inflation. Then there is credit risk. Maybe they just don't want to be signing for a loan for a property like a $5 million property, $5 million property. They want to be exposed to real estate and they want to find a good investment, but they just don't have uh, the inclination to take yet a more debt on their name for themselves. So we can solve these problems. Oops. Uh, so diversity. Real estate is diverse. Uh, it is an alternative investment and it as is at a lower dollar amount. I mean, I typically do $50,000 as my threshold in order to get into my investment. I generally don't target people at the 50,000. I try to get at least a hundred thousand. Uh, but then some people just want to get experiment, uh, you know, just get a little exposure and come in for 50. That's fine. Happy to take their money and make them some money. So um, it is so they can also invest now in mine and then another one of mine and then another one of mine and then this other guys and then this other guys. They can spread their money around and now they've got real diversity, not just in asset class, but also in location and property type. So we've got also the um, that they want to get into real estate. Well, this is a perfect mechanism in order for them to do that without spending that five million dollars. Time, this is professionally managed. This is you, a syndicator, managing the property or managing the asset, making sure it's managed the right way and really maximizing that value. It's an inflation edge. You've already got that. And you've got the whole uh, issue that they're not signing on the credit. As long as they're investing less than 20% in the, into the property in general, uh, they suddenly are now uh, a minority holder that, or a, not even a minority holder, that does not need to sign on loan documents. So they're getting that exposure and they're, you're solving this problem for them. And how are you solving the problem for them? You're solving the problem through your syndication. So your syndication is taking them from where they're at with these problems, not having the diversity or the time or the being wanting to be in real estate, but not able to do that and giving them that. And that makes the transformation. As soon as you identify the problem and they really feel that problem, and then you hold up the solution, the probability that while they could possibly own all these things and all that pain can be eliminated, well, this gap here opens up and then your answer is the answer in order to take them there. And that's how you market a property in a pitch so that they can understand that your, what you're offering is not just some boring mode or in 17%. No, what you're offering is a solution to that problem. They're putting their money to work, but they're doing it in a way that solves that 
that kind of irritation that they've got and makes it much better for them. So that they can do things like be comfortable about that, spend time doing other things rather than thinking about real estate. Real estate. They can take care of their kids, they can build their legacy, whatever those goals are for them over here, you can help deliver that. And that's one of the great things about being a syndicator because you get to be part of this solution for them and to make that bridge. So that is the way that we uh, talk about how to solve their problem and do that, uh, do that pitch for them. Now in the next module, we're going to now, now that we've solved that problem for them and they understand and they're excited to buy now, what do we do with those investors? So we do three things. We're going to be latching the investor to the investment. We're going to get them accredited and we're going to start taking that money that's, that's from them and start putting it towards the investment. So we're going to go through those three steps in the next module.